Hi there, I'm Anne-Marie McQueen, editor of Live Healthy, and this is the Live Healthy Podcast. Each week we interview health and wellness leaders and talk about all the things that are good for you, which you can also read about in our online magazine, the only one of its kind for men and women in the UAE. And now, here's this week's guest. We will start. How are you? <laughs> yes, I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> You're in the lovely Boxica Cafe. Yeah, Boxica Cafe here in sunny Dubai. I'm sure it's just as sunny over there in uh, Abu Dhabi. Always. <laughs> so you launched uh, Boxica in the pandemic. That's yeah, We opened the week after lockdown. Oh, gosh. The stress you must have been going through. What happened? Uh, well, we had started everything and we were already in so much by the time it got announced. And um, I just remember being outside, all the contracting work was going on. And my business partner said to me, I think we're going to have to go into a lockdown in a few weeks. And I laughed, you know, as you would have back yeah. then and, and just said, there's no way. And then obviously we went into a lockdown and uh, luckily the contracting uh, work was allowed to carry on. So we were just managing it from home it was extremely stressful it was still a very unknown time uh, but we opened <laughs> a week after lockdown and um, you know it was a slow start it was tough people didn't want to be near anyone they wanted to be you know at home safe and um, you know it was the first year it was really hard to be honest um, but we're still here and, you know, we just really needed to use all of our energy and all of our experience and build, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I, I do believe that we're here today. And a lot of people say this, a lot of gyms say this, but it's the community that we've built. It's the people. And they have got used to Boxica as being like their second home. Mm-hmm. And without our members, there is no Boxica. It's all, it's all about our members. So... I do believe that it's because of them and it's our focus on them and the things that we've done over the last two and a half years to make sure they you know stay with us and they keep coming back and they tell people about us and you know, they bring new people. I'm really curious about that because like you said, a lot of gyms talk about it. A lot of uh, fitness centers talk about it, but not a lot of people nail it. And I just wonder yeah. how do you go about, how do you do that from the ground up the, in top of all the talent? Yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, Firstly, I believe it's on the location of the gym and the type of people that you're going to attract being in that location. We're in a high residential area. It's a very family-orientated area. So we have that kind of demographic here. Whereas if you go to a you know a typical city center, you're not going to get, maybe you're not going to get as many people hanging around it being involved in outside of gym activities. They just want to come in, head down, you know, 5.30, work out and leave. So the location of the gym, the kind of people that we attract in the area, and then we have a big focus on how we talk to people, how we treat people, the attention we give them, the unintimidating 
friendly atmosphere that we've created. And um, we have a lot of events outside of the gym. So we have, yeah, we do a lot of events. So for example, on the 1st of April, we've got a, a boat party. So we'll have 60 people on a yacht, all of our members and our coaches. We've done beach workouts. We've done rock climbing events. We've done hikes. We've done barbecues. We've done family days, workouts, never-ending list of activities outside of the gym. We had a family day. It was amazing. All the members brought their kids. They were all working out here. The kids were running around everywhere outside. We were doing dancing with the kids and we had food. And, you know, it just, it, it, it has that feeling, that homely, second home feeling when you do stuff like that. It makes so much sense because it's almost, it's like work, but it's not like work because you meet people that you want to spend more time with. And you think that guy's really cool and that guy's really cool. But how, is, why don't more gyms do that stuff? Because to me, it's like a natural place where I'm, I'm always leaving the gym thinking, oh, like I just see these people for one minute. You know, how do you take that step and get people involved? Is your first event very sparsely attended or how do you take that risk? You know, uh, my, I mean, it's hard for big gyms to do it. There's so many members, right? Big box gym will have, you know, 5,000, 3,000 members. It's impossible to know that many people here at Boxer We've got like 500 members. So it's a lot easier to, to know everyone, to know their names, to know the kids' names, to know the pets' names, to know where they live, to know stuff about them, their people. It's a relationship. So that's where the community starts. It's building a relationship. People will leave a gym if a new, better gym with better equipment opens up next door. But it's a lot more difficult to leave a relationship that you have with someone, right? You feel a connection to them. They care about you. It's it, so the first thing about building a community is just caring about the people and speaking to them and getting to know them on a one-on-one basis, right? Basics, mm-hmm. and then the, the events. Absolutely, the events outside of the gym, small events, doesn't have to be something big, extravagant, and expensive. Just a small thing that people can hang around, talk, get to know each other within the community as well. People have made so many friends within the boxing community, right? They think they were just signing up to do fitness, and they end up you know, going away with, you know, five, six, you know, close friends. It's really nice. We read about this, you know, a few years ago that as people are drinking less alcohol and they're sort of looking for other outlets to socialize, the gym is the natural place to do it. Have you found that? Like, but you can kind of include partying in your events. Like it doesn't have to be a, like all Uber healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, we'd have alcohol in some of our events, not all the events. Um, and it is a really great place to meet people like there's two places where you can meet people this variety of people one is a nightclub Mm. and one is a gym Mm. and if you go to a nightclub everyone's drunk everyone's you know under 25 right and uh at the gym it's, it's a great place to meet people i know people from all industries that do all kinds of crazy things different backgrounds different demographics all from you know, being a gym owner. Yeah. So this isn't your first rodeo. This isn't your first gym that you opened. You've opened other another gym in UAE. I opened my first gym, which was a CrossFit gym back in 2013. And I ran that for four years. That was back then, before things, I mean, really exploded in Dubai. You must have been one of the first CrossFits, were you? Yeah, like the third, third CrossFit. Wow. Across the gym to open up. Yeah. Okay. Very early. 
Yeah, very, very early days. Um, and we were in a location that wasn't very developed as well. It was quite a quiet at the time. It was a very quiet location. Not a lot of people there. Tons of people told me not to bother doing it. But the gym's still open. It's still doing well to this day. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I'm not a part of it anymore, but it's yeah. still still going. Yeah. What's your take? So Boxica, it okay, explain the Boxica concept. It's not just boxing. You must have, you have some other classes there as well. We started with a boxing and fitness studio. Myself and my business partner traveled. I spent a lot of the time in London in in the during the summer months where I was doing a lot of research going to all the studios there. We both flew to Amsterdam to check out some gyms there. So we've got some quite cool things going on. I flew to New York. And I spent a week in New York doing three, four classes a day, right? Jet lagged to hell, just getting information and, and trying out different concepts. So we took the best from all places and we decided on a boxing and fitness studio that combines both boxing and fitness. And as I've said already, we wanted to make it you know, a friendly atmosphere. We wanted to make it unintimidating. It had to be accessible for everyone, regardless of fitness level. And that's what we started with the, the boxing and fitness studio, which has been a hit since day one. And it's still, you know, our, our, our most loved studio today. But then we started, this is another reason why, you know, I, I believe that we've done so well is because we've listened to the feedback and the, what people want and saying, okay, it's great. We're getting a full body workout and the boxing, but we want to try some different things. So we expanded outdoors and took the whole backside of the building bought a load of barbells, kettlebells, battle ropes, uh, cardio machines. So we run a strength class outdoors, which is purely an hour of resistance training, lifting weight. And we run a sweat class, which is a boot camp style, burn as many calories as you can kind of class. So that took care of the need at that time. So then we started, you know, growing and expanding and we decided on uh, renting three more units from the building. We decided to turn one of them into a indoor cycling studio, which is um, about eight months old now, which is going great. We've got the bikes over from America. We've got the technology with the screens and everything. So it tracks your distance, your wattage, your calories and everything like that. And we've also expanded into a, a new area of the building where obviously we're doing the cafe, which I'm in. And we've got another area where we do a lot of kickboxing, Muay Thai, we've got um, large floor to ceiling, like bags. Uh, in there and we do boxing circuits and stuff like that as well so if you're a member of boxing now we do one class of yoga per week we have the cycling classes we have the strength classes the boot camp classes the boxing and fitness classes you really don't need to do anything else you know uh, and that was our goal to have an all everything under under one roof <laughs> that gives you everything but like the neighborhood boutique that gives you everything yeah exactly um, where do you think fitness is going in Dubai? Because from 2013 with CrossFit, is CrossFit still like, are people still obsessively doing CrossFit? Do you think post pandemic? And where do you think the whole thing's going? Yeah, the CrossFit's still uh, popular and it kind of like boomed and there was a lot of gyms that opened up, a lot of CrossFit boxes that opened up and then it, it kind of contracted and a lot of them, you know, closed down, but there is still two to three, uh, big name, big gym, CrossFits that are doing well. So, you know, if it went from 10 uh, CrossFit boxes, now it's like three CrossFit boxes. So a lot of them closed, but still active. Right now, boxing is is kicking off. 
boxing is really kicking off. I think we were early in the trend. Um, it's coming in big, and I do believe there's a lot of other people that are going to open uh, in the market with the, with the boxing fitness thing. But you have to give variety. People like variety, you know, like we've said as well. So I do think there's still room for boutique fitness to come into Dubai. Dubai is a very fast-moving uh, place. You've seen it with you know restaurants that open and then close or or they do really well. And the ones, I believe, the businesses that, that come in and stay open are the ones that are open to change. Are, you know, they take on different things. I mean, it's... It, it's a lot more expensive to have four uh, to four rents than one rent, right? It's 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 a lot more energy and people and and concepts and ideas and different things. But when we believe that we've done so well because we've constantly evolved and changed, even now we've got other projects that we're applying for through the landlord. So I do believe that there's room in Dubai for for other boutiques to come in. I do think they'll have to be open and try new things. And um, I'm excited because the fitness industry now is either going one of two ways. It's either going boutique, high-end, boxica, or it's going real big box. Mm. So you can pay 150 dirhams for a membership a month. You get basic gym equipment, and that's it. Go in there, train, leave. Some people want that. They want to pay the little amount of money possible to get the workout in. Or... You come to a place like Boxica where you do become a part of the community. You get a coach taking you through every single class. You get advice on nutrition. We're all-inclusive um, community. It's like a second home. You pay a bit more, but you expect a bit more in customer service as well. Well, I'm glad to see that lower price point because one thing when I moved here, I just thought, this is crazy. Like, it's so expensive to belong to a gym. And it is it is pretty essential in the summer to have a gym. It's pretty hard unless you're going to work out at home. But how does that compare to Boxica's prices? Our price for a month is 949 dirhams. Okay. That's pretty... Gymnation down the road is 150. Okay. 150 dirhams. Yeah. Okay. And in beauty... Uh, yeah, 150 dirhams a month. Box goes 949. All access, all inclusive. There's other options for class passes and stuff like that as well that you can do packages, but they're all inclusive. Any class you want, anytime, it's um, it's 949. We don't have any like contract periods where you have to sign up for a year, six months, or whatever. It's if you want to leave, give us a 30 day notice in an email, and you, you're out of the you know you're out of the deal. We like to stay flexible with people and um yeah it, we're even still with boutique high-end fitness even at 949 uh which is very reasonable there's some that are 1500 yeah no i was gonna uh, say like i'm surprised for dubai i would you know you don't know what people are gonna say sometimes i think sometimes i'll get press releases and i think is this a joke like who is gonna pay yeah. this we're getting into like personal trainer territory for yeah. your classes it seems yes. like it does seem like a joke sometimes <laughs> but no yeah, some of them are yeah that's yeah some I'm... of them are charging so much some of the real like the barriers boot camps and the you know the cranks of the world so i think an, an unlimited all access membership is more like uh, 15 to 800 1800 dirhams mm -hmm. yeah, 1500 800 if you've got it if you've got it but under a thousand is like that's that's pretty good so boxing specifically mm -hmm. i've always loved boxing it's just like I've loved it for every reason you can love it. It keep 
makes me strong. It makes me so mentally healthy. You get out aggression that you didn't even know you had like those reasons. I have never had better arms when I'm then when I'm boxing, I, I, what specifically can you just tell us about boxing as a workout and why you think it's catching on? Like some of the specific health benefits. Yeah. Well, there's loads of health benefits of boxing, physical benefits of agility, coordination, um, power, strength. But the one of the reasons why, the biggest reason why I think boxing is kicking off so much is because of the mental benefits. There is something special about punching a bag, right? And when we started Boxica, our tagline was uh, find your inner hero. And that was just something that I had come up with. Um, and we opened after lockdown. People were stressed out and they would come in and they kept saying, oh, you know, this is my therapy. And I didn't just hear it once or twice. I was consistently hearing different people say, this is like therapy. This is my therapy. So we actually eventually had to change the tagline to boxing is therapy. Ah. And I, yeah, so that's an, on the back of our T-shirts now. And it is a part of all of our, you know, social media and our messaging with our with our community. Boxing is therapy, and that is the biggest reason I think that it's uh, so popular. Is because, you know, you're at your office job all day, or you know, you're out there stressed out working. Which UAE is a quite a stressful environment. Generally, people here to, to work, here to work hard, earn money, and they're quite driven. And with that, becomes you know becomes an extra stressful environment. And coming into the gym or the class, the studio, hitting the bag uh, in, a, in, a, in a friendly, fun environment where you're not going to get punched in the face, right? You're not going to have to fight anyone, but you still get the benefits to boxing and the feeling that you've just been punching the hell out of this bag. It's all about the mental aspect. Yeah, try staying mad at try Try staying mad at all the thing you were stewing about on the way to the gym after your mm-hmm. classes. It's almost impossible. <laughs> yeah it's especially if you uh imagine the person's face on the back when you're punching uh, it and you have extra <laughs> i've never done that um so uh, when you combine it with you know in my i'm older so i've seen this whole i was the cardio queen and the stairmaster when i was in my 20s and you know i knew we were supposed to lift weights but we i we would always focus on cardio for weight loss and now we're really really talking about resistance training not just for your bones and things when you get older but for all the physical benefits so how do you recommend people sort of shape their week so they get the all the benefits yeah women and men need to lift weights women and men need to do some form of cardiovascular training as well so uh, you should you should mix it up and it all really depends on what your particular goal is if your goal is to gain muscle um and you know if you're a guy maybe you'd lean heavier towards more sessions three to five of the resistance training maybe one to two of the cardio training but just for general all-round health and fitness to stay lean toned and, and athletic two to three body resistance training sessions per week and two to three you know high intensity cardio style classes per week and you'll have a nice balance mix of everything that you need 
these weightlifting classes, this isn't, this is really catching on where you're just going to do weights. You're not doing cardio. That's in my lifetime. I would have never thought to do that even up until a couple of years ago. Is that sort of reflecting mm -hmm. this wider acknowledgement that we really do need to be lifting? Yes. And it's just uh, people are becoming a lot more educated now on what's actually good. You know, there's a lot of podcasts and information out there these days, right? Social media, people talking about health, what's good for you, what gets you lean and toned, what, what's good for the body. So people are a lot more educated. So they're understanding the importance of resistance training. And that's why we did the strength classes. It's one hour, it's full body, and it's just lifting. And it's also, for, for a cardio bunny, like you said, it's hard because initially they, they finish the class and they feel like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't get my heart rate high. I didn't maybe sweat as much as I normally would. doesn't feel like I've had a workout, but you have had a workout. It's amazing for you. And it's just, you know, that education process, again, um, getting in people's heads. Oh, you need this. This is good for you. You're going to look better, feel better from doing this. Yeah. But changing your mindset, because I've, I mean, I've got to do it. I'm getting older. I've got it. I, so I, I did it. I started doing them at a 45, which we have here in Abu Dhabi. And I was the same. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't have that, you know, drenched, exhausted, awesome, left it all on the floor feeling. But um once I let myself get over thinking of what I didn't have, you do have an amazing feeling from lifting weights for an hour. It's just a different feeling. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, can you just describe it a little yes. bit compared to like a drenched boxing class? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you do feel good. Your body releases endorphins either right. way, right? Movement, movement. You go for a walk, you feel, you can feel good after it, but you do get into that. And I've been into it doing CrossFit as well, that addictive feeling of really getting that runner's high you know when you've done uh, a, a high intensity workout and you feel like you've you know you feel like you're on drugs after you just feel amazing uh it's natural drugs it is nat natural chemicals in your body that makes you feel really good but there's an, a flip side to that if you're always hammering yourself in the gym and you're going all out to that sweaty mess on the floor you know breathing out your ass kind of thing that's not good because you're pushing yourself too hard and it, it's short-lived. You know, there's only so many of those sessions that you have in you before you start getting injured or, you know, mentally start getting tired, physically, your sleep will get messed up, your hormones will get messed up. So it's all about balance and um, having a, a strength training workout, releasing some endorphins, feeling good, not pushing yourself to the very limit mixed in with some high intensity workouts where maybe you do get a little bit more of a, of a high after it, but uh, you still feel good after all the workouts. But my advice to people is always with exercise, it's not about how hard you can push in one workout. It's about how long you can keep showing up for. It's all about consistency. Any result from training comes from a consistent effort done over a longer period of time. That's it. How do you, how do you, or do you tackle this issue of the person who's clearly uh, like really addict, addicted to exercise and is perhaps over-exercising? Do you ever, as a gym owner, intervene or speak to people when you see people yes. not taking rest days? What do you do? How do you? hundred percent. Yeah. Well, some people don't want to listen, obviously. Um, and they're in their right, completely in their right not to listen and do whatever they want. So it's um, you know it's approaching it in a in a in a coming from someone that's been in the industry for fifteen years. I've coached a lot of people. I have experience. I can 
try and put it to them in a way that they will understand it and they will listen mm-hmm. and and hopefully take on board some of my my tips for them because at the end of the day you know if you I'm helping the person by giving them this inf- information I'm telling them right look I know what's good for you I've seen this before here's what I think you should do in order to start either seeing progress or uh, you're struggling in other areas of your life or you're too stressed out doing it like this is going to help you it's an all inclusive thing it's not yeah. just about the fitness come to the gym and go all out but also as a business point of view I don't want someone coming in burning out after two weeks or a month or three months and leaving the value is in the long-term relationship and someone so I I better be giving them the right advice eventually they're going to figure it out right I also think, you know, I, I was mugged in Paris when I was 30 at the height of when I was kickboxing and boxing. And I swear just the little things that that instructor would drop in our classes, I incorporated like your core and all that stuff like that. I didn't lose any money and I got some kicks in and I was just a 30 year old girl like eight guys. I always amazing that story. Yeah. I went into just, that is amazing. Yeah. It, I, I was by the Eiffel Tower. I was an idiot. You know, I wasn't paying attention and I got fell for the whole thing, but I kicked in. It was just enough from going to those classes four or five times a week. He would drop little hints about how, what to do. And it, it was in my brain. And then I, I don't know, do you, you ever drop those hints? And <laughs> tips? Wow. That, that's amazing. Yeah, no, of course you'll just go into automatic mode. And if you're, um, we're always telling people in the classes, keep your hands up. Don't right. keep your head still. Move your head the whole right. time. Be a moving target. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This yeah. That's amazing that you actually, you know, got to use that. Uh, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's, well, it's terrifying, it. but yeah. You got out of it well, in one piece. And, yeah. I, I used to joke after that if they were playing music and I could do it to, like, oh, actually, I used to joke yeah. about boxing. Oh, the only, someone said this will be good for self-defense. And I would say, no, no, because they'd have to be playing music and they'd have to be telling me the combination. But the truth <laughs> is, if you do it enough, you will, it does go in your ear and you, and you, in a situation you will, cause I just remember core and it can't get my core. Like I've got to protect my core. Yeah. It was pretty, it's, it's a real side benefit and is nothing. Hopefully any of your customers have to realize ever or experience, but yeah, no, for sure. You've done it. It's hundreds and hundreds of thousands, even of times in the gym. Of course, it's going to come out in that situation like that. Okay. Yeah. So you have a really cool background and, um, you were in the Royal Marines Commandos. Yeah. You joined at 16. Can you tell us just about the, what you, you served in Afghanistan? Like, so tell me how you joined at 16, the, where you joined just a little bit about your yeah. mentor. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to join. I wanted to join from a very young age, a friend of mine, my best friend at the time, his brother was in the Royal Marines. And he came into school one day when I was 12 and showed me a picture of his brother in uniform with his green, uh, his commando beret on. And from that second I laid my eyes on that photo, I was obsessed with joining the Marines from 12. And at the time, you could be 15 and nine months old to, to apply to join. And on, I walked into the recruitment office at 15 and nine months on the day and the guy looked at me and said, you're too young. Come back when you're older. I said, I'm not. I'm 15 and nine months old. And he was like, you're 15 and nine months today? And I was like, yep. And he was like, wow, you know, this guy wants to join. Um, and he almost didn't let me go through the recruitment process because he said the, 
percentage of people that pass Royal Marines Commando training at your age is so small. And it looks bad on me for letting you go for the training. And at the time, they did a three-day test course. You had to go down to the commando training center and do three days with them. And they would decide at the end of it if you were ready for training or not. The guide obviously didn't know that I was training since I was 12 for this. Like, I was obsessed. I didn't go to school. You know, I, I was I was 100% all in on, on joining. So I was very fit. And they sent me on this course. And I, you know, I was at the top of the class for fitness. And I knew everything about the Marines. So they let me in. And I, and I did it. Uh, it wasn't a smooth ride, though. I got injured a few times. And um, you know, the Rome, the commander training is one of the longest, hardest trainings from civilian into military in the world. Um, but I did it. And um, I, I learned so much you know, from doing that at such a young age, discipline, um, how to stay cheerful in hard situations, teamwork, leadership how to look after yourself, uh, a lot of mindset stuff, uh, you know, hot. The, the fitness that they take you through, like anything I do these days, it's just a breeze compared to some of the tests, the commando tests and stuff you have to do. Um, so it just builds character. And, you know, I wouldn't want my son to go in the military uh, for obvious reasons. But for me at that time, uh, it, it was the best thing for me. Absolutely. Did they drop you in the middle of nowhere? Um, as a, as a test, like an exercise. Yeah, they do uh, a lot of map reading. You have to be quite skilled at a lot of things in the military. Yeah. So you, I don't think people realize. Do I just don't think people realize what's involved when you come from the military. I, I don't know whether you find this, but I know anytime I've yeah. had relationships with people, it's like the things that you do in the military, it's a very cross, it crosses so many different realms. And people, I think they look at it from their job perspective. But yeah, yeah, can you just talk about that a little bit? Because I think... It's yeah, there's, you do so much in the military, especially as a soldier. You can specialize uh, and go into other things, but any adversity that I've had in my life since joining the military, I always go back to my military times. And, um, you know, it, the chances are that most of the time, 100% of the time, what I'm going through here I've done. I've done much worse, you know. I've been through through the ringer at such a young age, um, so you know that's always with you. That stays with you. And in the in the Marines, especially in the Royal Marines, you know, the mindset is nothing is impossible. You know, you never ever give up. <laughs> it, it, you know, and it's it's a, in the military, it's a life or death situation sometimes, but that also carries over into now being a civilian for so many years. Of having that mental attitude of there's no there's no option to give up here. We just need to keep you know keep pushing forward. There's a way out. There's a lot of talk about people today, and you'll find less people like this in the fitness world. But just people are too comfortable. People are too uh, soft. They're just they they don't have this sort of like experiences with adversity. And obviously, you're on far far on the spectrum. But I don't know what what's your take on that. Do you do you, you must have some sort of opinion? Yeah, I do believe that people need to come out of their comfort zones, and we all, uh, we all go, we all are, we all. I get even I get pulled into my comfort zone. Right, I have to you know slap myself out of it sometimes and push myself in other aspects of life in order to keep progressing forward. But I do think now there's so at Boxica we've actually started doing a lot of ice baths. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of ice baths. 
here. And it's just that thing of taking you out of your normal routine and putting you in an uncomfortable situation and having you come out of that comfort zone. So I do think, although we are very comfortable in our lives these days, I do think there's a lot of things coming in like ice baths and events and, and different things that you can do in order to take you out of that comfort zone, even if it's just for a short period of time. There's so many courses you can do. There's all the adventure races that you can do, you know, ice baths, saunas. So I do think there's a lot on offer, and I definitely encourage people to push themselves in those areas, even if it's just for a day or a few hours. Uh, it, it really is good for not just physical benefits, but mental benefits you know getting you outside of your daily routine is is really key for making progress yeah and just challenging yourself to do an ice bath when you thought you never could and then doing it it's just like the sense of accomplishment you'll get from something you never thought you could do uh for the average person it's pretty cool well that sounds great gosh if i moved to dubai i think i'd get an apartment right beside box <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll have you hundred percent. You can, one day you can do yoga. The next day you can lift weights for an hour. The next day you can do kickboxing. And then the next day I'll throw you an ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just, uh, uh, when we're going to leave, I'm going to ask you two questions. What's the thing that may drives you crazy that you see on social media or you hear people say that's just like wrong about fitness and health. Um, I think one of the biggest things is people like to, push a specific niche item diet regime uh, because they're going to make money off it uh, but there's more than one way to skin a cat i mean the basics you know the good there's a lot of good coaches out there pushing good information um but it's really not that complicated uh but, but a lot of a lot of people out there are making it seem complicated or but they're weird and wonderful way of doing things is, is the only way of doing it and everything else no we're all different we all have to respond differently to different types of training different diets there's people succeeding as a vegan there's people succeeding as a carnivore you know um but I, I tend to stay away from the extremes and try and keep a level head with it um and, and not push any specific you know one aspect of training or one diet so that would definitely be the thing that, that yeah. and what's something fairly reasonable that people can add into their life like this day or this week to be healthier um nutrition is key you can train all you want but if the wrong things are going in your mouth, it's going to affect your health negatively. So my advice would be don't be perfect with your nutrition. It's not about being perfect at all. But you could probably be a little bit better. And, my, and you know, food quality, especially this part of the world, is, is really important. Focus on food quality. Put healthy, natural foods into your body 90% of the time. 10% of the time, eat whatever you want. Well, that's fine. You can look forward to those 10% of the times. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Cyrus. It's great to talk All to right. you. Thanks. Uh, oh, it was really nice speaking to you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Thanks for coming.
that's it for this week. If you liked the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll see you next time on the Live Healthy Podcast.